like Brent Lori, and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very horse resting pitch face episode 25. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And we are all very hoarse because we were at game two of the NLDS last night. And we screamed a lot. I didn't actually know I could make the sound that I made. Um, it, was, it was a big moment for, for my vocal cords, apparently. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were singing a lot. Yeah, that's not the reason I'm hoarse. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. does that all the time. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, we didn't go hoarse on, on my boyfriend's back. We went hoarse on... Just screaming N-A-T-S, that's <laughs> I mean, I, I, when, when the homers were happening, I was screaming how I would be screaming if someone had, like, a knife at my throat. That was the kind of screaming. I don't think you could hear me, even though you were right next to me, because everybody else was kind of doing that, too. Yeah, it but was, like, it was definitely joyful screaming. I was screaming. But, like, like, it was that, it was, like, that type of screaming, though. That like, urgency was, of screaming. I was, I was definitely screaming bloody murder. And I think that's what has officially done it for my throat. <laughs> um, I was screaming run on Lester pretty loud. Oh, yeah. That was great. I helped. Uh, and we, I believe you chanted OBP, OBP with me. A bunch of times. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It was, um, all these are good luck chants now, y'all. So, you know, take notes. <laughs> yeah, because because they won. They won. They won. They, they won. won. They won. They won. In spectacular fashion. Um, I was going to say, yeah. like, I literally said to Lara when Adam Lind came up to bat, I was like, now would be a good time for some spectacular heroics. And he yelled at me. <laughs> he Lara, did hear you. The fact that I he did say that. And he did Brent say that. And I was like, more heroics or a single? And he was like, I'll take the heroics. Well, we should mention very quickly the rally twit 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 buttons. Yes. Which, by the way, I didn't mention this at the start because I was talking about other things. You can buy on our Zazzle store, which is linked on our website, restingpitchface.com. Um, you all turned your buttons upside down. We did. Yeah, and it worked. The system so, works. So everybody that we gave a button to this weekend. There are about and, 20 of you. And everybody that wants to go buy a button from our store, they're pretty inexpensive. Um, Get them for the next game, the next home game, and know when to turn them over, because it works. Yes, start with them right side up, but then if and when rally caps would be appropriate, mm -hmm. that is the time that turning the button upside down is also appropriate. Yeah. Though, uh, Laura made fun of my rally scheidel. I, t I just put one of the towels on my head. The rally <laughs> I wasn't making fun of it. I was asking if you needed pins to secure it, because it kept <laughs> blowing off. And I said, no, because that would change something, and they would hear me and lose. <laughs> Which is why I did not then hand you hairpins. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, d I did turn the towel upside down. Yes, rally yeah. towel went upside down on Sid's hair. It was great. We, we had some great rally apparel going on. <laughs> um, in game one, I sort of ran out of things to rally. We don't have to talk about that much, but like, I by the end of it, I had a jersey on over a t-shirt, and by the end of it, the jersey was inside out, upside down, and on the front of my body. <laughs> Goodness nice. gracious. I wish we had a picture of that. But actually, yeah, no, I don't, because it didn't work. It didn't work, and it, it was really work. alarmingly uncomfortable. So I actually don't recommend doing that. <laughs> Turns okay. out jerseys are not meant to be worn upside down and backwards. 
Huh. <laughs> yeah, I am um, during game one out of, I guess, despair um, after because I looked up the quote from uh, Princess Bride, you know, uh, life is pain. Anyone who says anything else is selling something. I'm like, no, baseball is pain. Well, we all knew that. Um, right. I dramatically threw myself across because I was I was traveling a hotel room bed, and I think I bruised my nose a little. <laughs> it did look a little like you know schmutzy, but I couldn't tell if it was yeah. or just like ballpark dirt. <laughs> no, I think I, I at one point smacked myself in the face hard enough that I did have like a couple of things on my nose, and I was just like. Oh, this is not dignified. This is the emotional pain made manifest on our books. <laughs> Nothing about this is dignified. If any of us cared about dignified, we definitely wouldn't be here right now. Speaking of which, let's talk about your shrine. Yes. Okay. So we're going to get into more about one and two. We're going to get into more one and two, but we need to recognize the shrine here. The shrine is so, beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So for those not following along on Twitter, um, after game one was so you know, miserable and just like no offense happened. Grace, who's the friend of mine who I'm staying with in town, who's also the voice of our intro jingle, by the way, um, she and I decided we needed to do something. Um, and it just kind of grew. Like we weren't really <laughs> sure where it was going. We went to the library and I don't, I don't really know what we were trying to accomplish initially, but we went to the library, which is just always a good place to start. And we got out a bunch of children's books about baseball. Um, and then we went to the supermarket. And we bought a box of Lucky Charms and a big thing of M&Ms and some Baby Ruth bars. And then we went to some sort of liquor store with, like, hipster shit. And <laughs> we were, like, looking for things with wolves on them. And, like, like beer with wolves on it. And eventually we made it home with a lot of really random stuff. Um, what ended up happening between the stuff that we bought and just a lot of things that we found, um, we ended up building a pentagram on the dining room table um, where the circle was the lucky charms. The star was blue and brown M&Ms. Um, we put a Gonzalez jersey in the middle of the star, and then we put items symbolizing all the other players in the starting lineup inside the circle. Um, there were candles at the five points of the star also. And once we had like all the all the players represented um, and as many just sort of symbols of victory and good karma as we could find, um, which we surrounded the circle with to reinforce it, we got another friend to come over because we needed three people to perform, you know, a Wiccan ritual. You have to have a circle. Um, I like that one of the good luck charms was a knife. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a knife. We just had a sword. Uh, <laughs> it was more of a dagger, I feel like, looking yeah. at the picture. I mean, that was a if if that was a sword, it was a sword for a hobbit. I mean, it may have been. I'm actually, not, it might be Sting. I'm not entirely sure. I'd have to ask Grace. <laughs> Does it glow blue if orcs are near? I will find some orcs and answer that for you. So yeah, so we we had a lot of fun deciding what was going to symbolize who in the lineup. Um, because some players we had bobbleheads for and some we didn't. Our bobblehead collections are actually pretty skewed towards pitchers, just by chance. So when we were looking chance? for stuff to symbolize. And love for pitchers. So when we were looking for stuff to symbolize the position players, we were like, well, we don't, I don't, I don't have a bobblehead of, well, I don't think anybody has a bobblehead of Matt Weeders. Um, we should contact some O's fans. They probably mm -hmm. have had a bobblehead of Matt Weeders in, in Baltimore before. Yeah, if we, if we had thought of this in advance, actually, we probably could have made that happen. Well, there's, we... still, there's still time because, as I told you last night, the shrine cannot come down now. Oh, no, the shrine isn't going anywhere. <laughs> 
They have um, to stay. <laughs> Grace's roommates, I don't think at least one of them is into baseball, so they just have all of this on their coffee table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were painting the DC flag on our faces when her roommate came home who's not into baseball, who must have just seen it and then sort of meandered upstairs and, and looked at the two of us, you know, painting our faces in the bathroom mirror and we're like and she was like so that's really that that that's fun downstairs. That's fun. <laughs> what what exactly is happening tonight? It's the playoffs. That that's that's yeah. what's happening tonight is the playoffs. And Any remaining like, oh. dignity goes out the window. It's yeah. not She's insane. Like, oh, okay. if just sort of smiled and you know, she didn't seem like she was judging. She was just like, That's cool guys and then like went back up to her room and was like, Okay, great and you know, I don't really know what she was thinking, but she was very sweet about it. So I'm going to assume that she was not judging much. I guess inside look at what it's like for the rest of this city right now. They're probably like, oh, baseball. Sure, guys. Okay, that's cute. Like, I, I mean, Caps fans have had to have done something crazier than that. They have to have. But like, yeah, what, there, there have got to be people. Anything. There were no chickens or like, hey, also, Twitter... I am a vegetarian. Stop telling me to kill chickens. Kill rubber I, chickens. It was rubber chickens. It's got to no, be. but like, there were people on Twitter suggesting real chickens. So no, you you wave a you wave a, a bird by its its feet to to and then release it to help cleanse yeah. things. That's yep. that's the actual thing. So like, don't don't kill the bird. Yeah. Also, I feel like regardless of whether or not you're a vegetarian, it's probably not a cool thing for you to just go buy a chicken and sacrifice and it. And murder it, yeah. Like that's yeah, a little I don't bit recommend like, that. That's that's regardless of whether you eat meat, I feel like that's a that's a morally dangerous area to be in. And possibly uh, legally <laughs> dangerous area. Yeah, to be we also in. didn't want like chicken blood on the carpet. Yeah, that's uh, hard to get out. Clearly. One of my friends who is, um, like, she's a pastor. Like, she's very um, uh, pacifist, all of this stuff. Um, but also, you know, they raise their own chickens because hipsters, whatever. Um, I think they can they can stuff, which only a hipster would do, okay? Um, <laughs> but yeah. she was like, after having prolonged contact with chickens in terms of raising them, she's like, I will go outside and strangle that chicken myself. <laughs> they are such jerks. They like, are. Thought, That's the thing. Like, yeah. like, okay, I don't like to eat animals, but like, they're not like cows, but they're sort of sweet and a little bit dumb. Oh, chickens, no, not a little bit dumb. Chickens <laughs> are jerks. I, I do think, though, we should probably not draw a line on what is an acceptable animal to eat based on whether or not it's mean. <laughs> I, I guess. So anyway, I, I, so, but, but to get back to the ritual, our goal actually was not sacrificing of things or cursing of other things. Like, this was a very positive vibe that we were going for. Mm -hmm. um, it was suggested that we try to hex the cubs or bind the cubs' bats, but, like, we weren't trying to do that. We just wanted something positive on the Nats end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so all of the, you know, the candy and the Lucky Charms and the, you know, the everything, they were offerings and they were accepted. So we're going to continue to add to it um, and, and, you know, switch it up as the lineup changes. Yeah. So yeah. Any, any ideas, if anybody has them, that are not sacrificing chickens or other assorted animals? Right. Non-rubber variety. And if you would like to construct your own shrine, I just posted a line-by-line -line detailed description by request, may I add, um, on Twitter I, of exactly what we put where and what we yeah. encanted. 
So, I think my favorite was was for Michael A. Taylor. Oh yeah, we didn't have. I actually have a Michael A. Taylor bobblehead at home, um, but I didn't bring it with me. So I know why not, right? Um, so we were looking for things just around the house that we thought might symbolize him. And somebody, I have no idea which of Grace's former roommates. There was something on the fridge with like information about the different deer antlers in different seasons. Okay. It was like a page turn out of a book about like Was Adam LaRoche her roommate? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It didn't seem to be about killing deer. It just seemed to be like and then in the spring the antlers look like this. That's a strange thing. <laughs> I don't know why it was on the fridge. But we took it off the fridge. Um and we put it in our circle for Michael A. Taylor as well as a package of energizer batteries. That's for the whole team. The whole team needs that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, yeah. it was it was just good all around. But um, yeah. it was part of our little section for Michael A. I don't know um, why he didn't just go I, like rent a copy of Bambi. Where are you gonna big. rent something from? The Blockbuster? The library usually still has like DVDs and stuff. Don't take That's a child's true. video away from them. That's a good what thing. if Michael A. Taylor wants to watch that? We took a lot of books, so <laughs> if small children in this part of DC want to read about baseball, they'll they have will to have see you. Slightly fewer options yeah. than they did before. I did oh. enjoy the the quiz last night about like which which national is this a, a child picture of like they had you know um, I guess probably a picture from Little League and they're like which national I'm like that's clearly Michael A Taylor he yeah. looks the same yeah <laughs> like draw a little sharpie beard on that kid and that's <laughs> Michael A Taylor <laughs> it's amazing some of the ones you just have like their faces just have not changed at all yeah yeah I'm like. like like, game one, it was Matt Albers, which you had to look, you had to kind of squint a little bit to see it. Yeah, I wasn't totally sure, but the other options they gave were, what, like, Max and Strauss, maybe? I don't remember who that okay. one was. Okay, it it for Matt Albers, Max. not for Michael A. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. That's... Oh, yeah, no, for Matt Albers. <laughs> for Matt Albers. And yeah. I didn't necessarily, I don't know that I necessarily would recognize that it was a picture of Matt Albers, but the other two players I had definitely seen kid pictures of before. Yeah. <laughs> So by process of elimination, I was like, well, that's yeah. definitely not Max. I know what Max looked like at 10. Well, and it was Howie Kendrick and Brian Goodwin for, for Michael A. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, unless Howie Kendrick's face has gone from a little Danny Glover-esque <laughs> in Lethal Weapon, mostly because of the mustache, to, you know, like, looking like exactly like Michael A. Taylor as a child, like, that's clearly <laughs> not him. Yeah. I miss the mustache, is what is my <clears throat> point. Yeah. Um, I think that might be one of the few times we've ever said, bring the mustache back. He I, looks like mm. a cop on the edge. Yeah. Or possibly is done with this. Like, <laughs> oh, no, definitely is done with this. Is done. Um, yeah. I I did appreciate the the screaming Howie for him last mm. night. Like, yes. I, that was a surprise yeah. a little bit. It was like, really nice. Our section was just like like full throated. I mean he came up to pinch it. Like yeah. but like I mean it was it was everybody. It was it yeah. was the entire stadium and it was really, really nice. And a lot of people have been saying like Nats fans don't know how to do playoff baseball, but I'm like, I, we kinda do. We're getting there. I don't know. The fun police we... had a lot to say to us this morning. Huh. I saw something about like not confiscating like uh curly or not straight W signs, block W signs from Cubs fans. 
they confiscated the banners um, from yeah. them. Um, and they were mad about it, but it was more like, how dare Bryce Harper have a curtain call? Like, look at him being fired what? up, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Brian McCann played for the Cubs. Huh. Like, what? I didn't know the Atlanta Braves circa 2013 or who we were playing. Yeah, like, I, I, okay, so no Cubs are allowed to take curtain calls then, if that's how you feel. Well, Ever again. And some people <laughs> immediately posted, um, you know, people uh, with, with the, the W flags on, uh, you know, when they were playing Cleveland last year, like, going on the field and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah. Also, shush. Yeah. Um, people were apparently screaming, like, things at Matt Albers after his inning. And I'm just like the worst thing that we chanted was run on Lester. And that was me. Yeah. And me. That was the meanest thing I heard. Yeah. I've, I think in in the playoffs, there's a little bit more room to like heckle the other. Well, I mean, there's always obviously room to heckle the other team, but like we weren't being dicks about stuff. So I don't know why they need to be dicks about stuff. Although I'll say, you know, most of the Cubs fans that were at the park were actually pretty well, not dicks. Yeah. I mean, in our section, I don't remember much about the Cubs fans, which says to me that they weren't doing anything yeah. that pissed me off. Um, there was a couple behind us who were just cheering when the Cubs did good things and not cheering when they didn't. And that, you know, completely, yeah, they ex- were not obnoxious or snide yeah. or, you know, nobody did anything. And I, I, I would like to think we were relatively considerate to them too. I don't think there was yeah. any, you know, I started singing Bad Blood at one point, but that wasn't why. That was just because Bryce was walking up to it. No, he was talking about oh, no, look, look what you made, look what me, you made do. me do. I don't know uh, like Swift songs. I'm sorry. Bryce uh, is disappointed in you. Yeah. That's fine. I can live with that, honestly. Um, <laughs> the only thing that genuinely pissed me off was people getting up during at-bats and walking in front of me. I did not see Bryce's Homer. That was partially my fault because I wouldn't let that lady get any further. No, no, you held her up because she was sort of adjacent to me, but she would have been directly in front of me. And this was a Nats fan, and I'm like wait till the end of the at-bat. And that's in an old-school jersey, too. Yeah. Like, lady, you, you're not you're not new to this, right? Like, like, that was pre... Yeah, that was pre-redesign. It had the gold on it. I was like, yeah, that might be a Ryan Church jersey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to believe she just had some genuinely, genuinely pressing thing that she could not wait until the end of the at-bat. I'm going to need a doctor's note on that. Yeah. Yeah, was I she was leaving, like, or was she coming back in? She was just leaving, getting up to go to the bathroom, I think. And I'm in just the middle like, of Bryce's at bat. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, look, lady, I had kidney surgery in high school. I get it. I'm <laughs> sitting down. Well, no, I was standing up, but I was in place. My guess is that a lot of people probably figured that the rules were out the window because everyone was standing up anyway. You know, that's I my guess. guess. No. <laughs> Like I get, I am the maddest about that during the regular season, but during the playoffs, I feel like people kind of figure that like everyone is standing anyway. I don't know. Maybe she's just maybe she's just an idiot. Um, <laughs> she was perfectly lovely. Like we we had some nice conversation, but I was like, don't I didn't that see that home run. Yeah. Because you were in front of me. Who who taught you? Who raised? <laughs> I think she gave Grace a hug as she went by. And that's very nice. And I think I was in the midst of like hugging you or holding your hand or we waltzed at one point. All of um, the above. I got a lot of your hair in my mouth. That is typical. <laughs> it's it's moderately sentient, FYI. So it enjoyed the experience? No, it's just, you know, it's uh, halfway to tentacle. <laughs> it does what it wants. Yeah. I think is the point. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like I have, I have a, you know, a, a non-aggression pact with it, but it doesn't have that with other people. It was a good game. It was a good game, and was a good game because of. I, I mean, it was a good game regardless, but it was a good game because of everything that preceded it. So we're we have to talk a little bit about game one, because if we must, we have to. I mean, we have to like just a little bit, because it was awful and excruciating, and Straws did not deserve that. And apparently, people no. were being mean on on Twitter to Straws, which I was informed of, and like, don't. Yeah, um, but. Well, it, Given that's that his what, PRA was zero for the game. Yeah. Um, but, like, the the lead-up from there is part of what made Bryce and Ryan's home runs so satisfying. I think I said I had an out-of-body experience. Like, Oh, it was, um, yeah. I, I agree that, that just the sheer contrast yeah. between Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it was actually like the rally in the eighth was obviously you know the big turning point. But actually, when there were all of those walks, mm, like when they just I, no, I, yeah. and hear hear me out. No, so no, no, no. There were yeah. It was it was earlier in the game. There were you know I think it was a single followed by a bunch of walks. Yep. Um, a lot of patient at bats, and it was get Lester out of the game because mm-hmm. he's been pitching incredibly efficiently he had like 10 pitches an inning if that mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden his pitch count essentially doubled because they were like nope we are going to be frustrating jerks to pick pitch to jason worth taught us well hmm. the ghost of adam laroche passed over the stadium like <laughs> but like you know and people were screaming for howie kendrick because he also was part of this and, and then yes trey is having some genuine struggles um, mm-hmm. And struck out with the bases loaded. But that was the point where I was like, something good could happen. Because this is frustrating jerk Nationals baseball. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And obviously, it turned out it was good. Because although Lester, we had for one more inning after that. Um, yeah, but we would have had him for the whole game had he yeah, kept pitching the way he was. Yeah. And so that's that's a good takeaway from what I had in the moment was like having having the vapors over. Now vapors isn't even the right word. I was like having the screaming memes over. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I I said to somebody and I was like I feel like that's going to be the play of the game and I really hope that I'm wrong. I really really hope that I'm wrong because all I could see was another time when we had people on the bases loaded and could not get any of them to score like two free bait. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this again. Nationals. I can't do it. So I like the positive takeaway of yes, that, that made them get Lester out, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> it, like, did. It, did. it did. You're yeah. right. And um, I just like viewing it from your angle of things than the angle I had during the game where I was just like, like, clenched in agony and i hear you on all of that because like you know it it would have only been more nationals had it been the bases loaded and nobody out and then we didn't score um because we've done that a lot Mm -hmm. um and like like trey looks wrong i don't know what's going on with him I, I kind of am like, maybe we should sit him and start Defoe for a game. I, I don't disagree. Um, I don't know that necessarily he's hurting, but he's definitely trying too hard. Yeah. yeah his timing's just all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, I you know, I, I don't know what's going on with that. I think maybe they, they are going to do that just because, like, mm-hmm. they can platoon him and Defoe much yeah. like they can platoon Kendrick and Worth, yeah. um, which is, is great. We have an embarrassment of, of riches in that regard. 
but yeah, I don't I don't know what's up with him. Just because like that should have been just hit a little single mm-hmm. into the gap, let a couple you know one or two folks score, or, um, and then you're standing behind John Lester and he and you're gonna make him crazy. Like let's yeah. get, hmm. let's get another catcher fired. Yeah, or I mean even just be, continue as you were saying being a frustrating national like. He had he did he had a decently long at bat, but not nearly yeah. the long at bats that preceded him. He could have just kept on being frustrating until he walked in a run. Yeah, you know and that would have been fine. Yeah, um, but you know, so I I guess you know I, of course I love Trey. Yeah, he was hurt. He came back and and really recovered very very quickly. But I feel like we also had this issue last year where his I don't know youth and experience shows. Just nervousness yeah. shows. I, 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 it's almost like that's that's endemic to the entire team, or not the entire team, but a lot of people for whom youth shouldn't be the the factor. It's like the pressure comes for this people who have been very good under pressure at key times. In this specific type of pressure, they just like they get so amped up and they try so hard, and that's like been what's happening to everybody mm-hmm. throughout all of our playoff history. Except well, maybe 2012 why, where everybody was inexperienced, but... Um, that's why think, they talk about playoff experience being important. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, it it seems silly because it's like, well, it's just a baseball game, and it's baseball game experience is baseball game experience. But but it's not, because the yeah. postseason vibe just messes with your head if it's new, and even if it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I will say, last year, I didn't get that feeling as much. Like last year, I was like, "This is just a genuinely good series that had a really frustrating end." Yeah. Okay. That that is very fair. Uh, I, 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 I did feel compare. that. Mm-hmm. You may recall I had surgery the week of the NLDS last year. Yeah, right. It's uh, all a little bit fuzzy. But like 2014, for sure, was oh just like, I mean, I was I, in tears pretty much just because I'm like, you guys are trying so hard and just nothing is happening. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, Bryce is the only one who's like yeah. showing up at all. And you had been just ferocious and yeah. So like 2014 is, is more similar last year. I really actually gen- genuinely, like I was disappointed with the outcome of the series, but, but I was, was not well- disappointed in the series. It was a well fought mm. series and we were yes. bested by the better team. Yeah. Or the better team in the series, let's put it that way. Um, Freaking Kershaw. So yeah, I'm hoping that this this elevates going to Chicago. Um, yeah. That you know that they'll mm-hmm. be okay. We've played well there before. I believe we won the season series with them. I think you're right. I'd have mm-hmm. to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and somebody was asking me last week, or not last week, before before it was clear who the Nats were going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and said, you know, basically, who do you want? And tfu, 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 the Cubs are a great team and they're fun to watch, but they've been looking awfully human this year. Yeah. Tfu, 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 tfu. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, I do think like, go be frustrating jerks to pitch to. Stop trying so hard. Like, mm-hmm. just... You know, I, the Cubs fans are obviously going to be out in force in Chicago. They were out in force in D.C. too. Yeah. Um, I feel like some may have flown in for the Saturday game because there was yeah. a lot more Saturday night than there was Friday night. I agree. Were. I I agree that people were definitely um, out on Saturday who weren't there on Friday. And um, I remember what I what I wanted to say. That you were mentioning Bryce in 2014. What I liked about last night is that Bryce didn't just put the team on his back. It seemed like it energized everybody else. 
which mm-hmm. hopefully will be carrying over into the cut. Like if they can all just kind of get on that thing as opposed to Bryce being the only person showing up, you know? Yeah. Like it seemed like the tide turned. And people instance, have done like 2014. The analysis on it and everyone hits better when Bryce is in the lineup, regardless of how Bryce is hitting. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're like, huh, okay. You know, um, yeah. and, and it was a little weird, like last night where I'm like, I have I have more hope about the the middle and, and bottom of the order than I do at the top right now, just because now Tony hit Tony hit me a home run. Laura mm-hmm. had requested it the night before. <laughs> he didn't hear me. That was okay. He just needed some time. He needed well, he, some he heard time. you. It just took a little while to to get it ready for you. Well, and he was like, "Girl, I want I want to do this in front of you." And I'm like, "Yes, that's Thank the thing." You. I said I said hit one for Sid, but Sid wasn't there on Friday. Yeah. So there you um, go. And so yeah, that was one of those things where like. It, it, yeah, it it was just yes, it was better. Um, weeders, I'm like just keep getting hit by pitches. That's fine. There's, no, no, I I know what you're saying, but no. If we have Carefully. to go to the a, to the NLCS, not the ALCS, the NLCS. <laughs> We're gonna go to the ALCS. No, the NLCS. Two, 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 cool. With a Matt Weeders with a slightly bruised behind, I will take it. Okay, so here's the thing though. I wanna, I really do need to so to to this because. We're only carrying two catchers right now, and I know we can rejigger the lineup after um, after the series, I believe. But we're only carrying two, not three. So we kind of need Matt Weeders to not be hurt. And, like, bruise behind is one thing, but we can't have anything worse than that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying hit Matt yeah. Weeders in anything vital. Right. But I don't but... know if, any, if, if it's going to be controllable. <laughs> Look... <laughs> He is a very good catcher and a good comfort goat. Yes. His batting average is not something great. to be desired. So yes. if he can OBP it through Danny Espinoza-esque methods, I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> I'd rather him walk than get hit. But I, I know what you're saying. Like, get on base however you got to get on base, Matt Weeders. And, and if they're like, oh, you're leaning in too far of the plate and I'm going to regulate baseball by beating you in the behind, sure. It's just going to be a slow trot single. That's that's what it turns into. Mm-hmm. So you know that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, yeah, do do what you need to do. Do not injure him. Yeah. Like, but like at the same time, I'll take what I can get. And don't don't hit him with your bet on the backswing, please. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> that, not. And don't hit him in the head. That was scary. Yeah, that was that scary. Like, please, Matt Weeder's brain, be be good. We like your brain. Yeah. We like your brain a lot. Please we need it. your brain to, to help Gio. Mm-hmm. We were we were talking about goats during the game and then decided that after I told Gio I would get him a goat if he, I don't remember what, finished the inning, and then things that happened were bad. So we decided Gio doesn't actually want a goat. No, we... Like, literally, he doesn't literally want a goat. So FYI. We want we wanted to get him a tiny horse that looks like him. Yes, oh. that was the alternative. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. In, uh, yeah. All right. Buy buy you a pony. I guess. <laughs> well, look, the dog. His dog looks like him a little bit, so all yeah. of Gio's pets need to look like him. Okay. Stitch, Stitch and he look a remarkable amount I, alike. I am going to put out a call for people to submit to our Gmail or our Twitter account, restingpitchface at gmail.com or restingpitchface uh, on Twitter with no G. Submit to us pictures of tiny horses that, that look, look like, like yeah. Because I'm struggling because he does not have a long face. 
So I'm struggling to picture it. He's got like kind of a roundy face. So I, I need to see pictures of tiny horses that look like Gio Gonzalez. I have found pictures of cheetahs that look like Gio Gonzalez, which is hilarious to me. Do they have sort of like little tufty hair on top? A little tufty hair and then the tear lines making the sad eyes and the, just like slightly open mouth. And, oh. and it, they look like Gio Gonzalez. So I, you know, I suggested this once before and I might suggest it again. If, if he doesn't like goats, if Gio doesn't want goats, maybe we need to shift our paradigm from horses and comfort goats to cheetahs and comfort puppies. Um, why would we get him an animal that likes to run? <laughs> because it can do the running for him. Okay. That's so, true. Yes. They also don't run most of the time. They run in very short bursts when they absolutely have to, to survive. And then they sleep in the sun all the time. Oh, okay, but fast? <laughs> we we're comparing him to a racehorse. I mean, that's no, just as inappropriate. <laughs> I was comparing him to clearly a miniature horse. <laughs> Which, which are not fast. Well, now, but like the the entire concept was that we were comparing him to a racehorse. Um, oh, because he needs a goat. Because he needs the comfort goat. So uh, we're already comparing him to something that go fast. Uh, I will say so. Um, I have long maintained that Geo is worse in the second and fourth innings. Um, and you know we we've talked about all of the articles of like why is Geo Gonzalez good this year. So I'm looking at his ERA from the second and fourth innings. Blah, blah, blah. ERA is imperfect. Okay, we're over it. Um, from this year, 2015, 2014, and 2013. And his ERA this year is remarkably much better. In the second and fourth. In the second and fourth. Yeah. His ERA is worse in the first inning. It's actually up at like five. And once he goat settles, <laughs> um, so like his ERA in the second this year is 1.4. Last year, mm -hmm. it was 4.5. The year before, it was 1.45. I will concede that. And then before then, it's 2.67. Maybe. fourth is actually more remarkable. Like, his ERA in the fourth was, uh, it, this year is 2.81. Last year was 3.14. The year before was 6.44. And the year before was 4.68. So, and I know he, he messed up in the fourth last night, which led to this conversation. But... Yeah. That maybe is why he's good, is that he settles and he's not, like, well, savaged by people seeing him second and two and three times. And it it's also, like, he's he's sort of front-loaded it, because it used to be that he, he would, if you got him out of the second, you were fine. You didn't have to worry about the first. And now it seems like the first has become slightly more of a problem, but then everything else has smoothed out so much that the first doesn't matter overall. Is he turning into Edwin Jackson? No. <laughs> I say this with a lot of love, Ejax, because I do love you, but no, he's not. He's not. <laughs> I just meant in having first inning problems, and then actually, Ejax's ERA goes down the more the more he yeah. sees batters. He's he's always been lightweight. I mean, I remember a couple memorable games in 2012 where he was like eight eight runs in the first inning, and then zero hits for the rest of the game. Yeah, and not because <laughs> he came out in the first inning, like. <laughs> But no, I don't think he's he's that extreme yet. But I, I feel like we've noticed a bit of a trend away from the even-numbered innings overall, and maybe this is just sort of highlighting it. This is the, the conclu not conclusion of it, but the logical end point of where that was all going. I don't know. Or maybe he just has an even-number, odd-number year issue, just very specific to innings. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, and I genuinely mean this, like, 
maybe this is why Gio is good. Like maybe because I know because he, he's been open about working with a sports psychologist. Like maybe, I didn't actually know that. I yeah, didn't he that. has been um, director of mental conditioning. Yes, the director of mental conditioning. But he's been fairly open about like, yeah, that that's been helpful. And everyone's like, he seems like he's settled. He's a happy guy. You know, he has a couple of mm-hmm. kids now. You know, etc. On that one. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe this is something that he has been directly working on or something where Matt Weider is being like, shh, it's okay, baby. I mean, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. You know? um, Cause you know but, what to work on, but you need someone there in the moment with you to be like, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but like, everyone's like, well, his peripherals and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, maybe it's because he was bad in even number innings and now he is good. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like may- maybe that's why he's good this year, and n- nothing to do with FIP. Yeah, I mean, there's a million, there's a million different things that at a certain point I feel like you kind of have to just step back and be like, he's just good, and like, just stop worrying about it. You know, I know. Stop worrying I know about Geo. No, stop worrying about the why. You can always worry about Gio. I worry about Gio every day. I want to make sure he's was, happy and had a good I breakfast. I was going to say. No, 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 no. Stop worrying about the why of it. Like, at some point, sorry, everyone who loves stats. I love stats, too. But sometimes you just have to, like, let the stats go. Like, there comes a point, I feel like, where you're just like. Well, and in this case, the stats are describing something that we all see in yeah. as a change. And that's what stats are supposed to do. Right, right. Um, but digging into the stats isn't the cause of his being good. And that's why I'm speculating yeah. as to, like, maybe it is, you know, just a, a mental change that we can now see sort of described yeah. in, in pretty consistent numbers. Exactly. Ex- I, that's that's kind of what I was trying to, you know. Yeah. And I do for you with breakfast. <laughs> yeah. uh, like I hope he went for a walk with the dog, had a good breakfast, like mm-hmm. chased his kids very slowly around the room. Like <laughs> unfortunately, I suspect they probably got on a plane first thing last yeah. night. Yeah, uh, yeah they did. The they over. they did. I, there were pictures. Yeah, but I hope you know he had some like waffles with whipped cream and like you oh know, God, <laughs> guys. All I've eaten so far today is some cracker jacks. Please. Okay, I'm I haven't. I've had a cup of coffee, so yeah, you know. I've I've had some coffee and that and that's about it um let's not talk about food but anyway i want him to be happy and healthy and like everything all the time i don't know i always like run out of things to say i just want to be like you're okay geo you know who else we want to be happy noted base stealer ryan (laughs) (laughs) that was i you know what i have to say in hindsight that was one of my top favorite moments of the entire game was the that base might have been steal. one of my top favorite moments of the entire year. <laughs> I mean, you were standing next to me, like, run out Lester, run out Lester, for most of the game. Yeah. Um, so, clearly this was something you were, were pretty invested in. For those of you who don't know, Lester has, like, a pathological issue with throwing over to first, um, mm-hmm. which is why everyone wanted to see Trey and Michael A. on base. Um, just because like you can, you can genuinely get in his head and we did earlier in the season with it, mm-hmm. um, to the point their catcher got fired. But yes, I was like, Ron unless cause I didn't think it was going to happen. And then Brian, Brian Zimmerman he came through for all of us. This is why he is the, he is still the franchise guy because he knows what the fans want. And that's Ron It's it's we want our dad to steal a base. We want and, a gorilla football. But Laura, did you mention what you had for Ryan Zimmerman in your circle? Oh, I can't remember if I did. We we had the nesting doll part that's him. Um, but then we wanted something else 
Um, so I said, do you have any grill implements? So the answer was yes. So Grace went and dug out a pair of grill tongs. So, you know, happy Father's Day. Let's grill up a football. <laughs> Thank you, team what, dad. What's a shit? I wish... <sighs> I actually have Nat's branded grilling implements. Oh. <laughs> we call it the Natula. Oh, oh right, God. the Natula. Well, if you want to lend me the Natula, we can add it. <laughs> we could probably do that. I don't think we're going to be grilling again this season. So um, I feel like the tongs are good because they're clutch. That's Oh, true. yeah. They do make, I believe, Nat's branded tongs. I just haven't acquired those <laughs> i think they're red the ones you used were red right yeah oh yeah okay. oh yeah they have right, so to be red we probably shouldn't mess with it we should probably leave it exactly as it is <laughs> so we we did add um some of the stuff that we had with us last night the cowbells we were wearing around our necks and some of the rally towels okay on the assumption okay. that those were sort of known to be karmically good yes they were, they were um, so we, with sweat <laughs> yeah yeah so we added those um, as as additional offerings and thanks um, when we got home, but yeah, I'm not inclined to to move anything other than the the identity of the starter in the middle of the star. Um, yeah. Nor am I inclined to add anything that has not been proven to be good karma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't want to. We do not want to mess with the spiritual energies. <laughs> right, the spiritual energies are you know fickle things. Yeah. I um, saw somebody on Twitter from sort of the Red Sox side of the world um talking about needing to invoke the ghost of ted williams um for, <laughs> and for the red did, Sox. Right? and i said yeah and i said wow sorry about that like he was busy last night because we, we actually him. yeah we called upon him um but we're <laughs> off today so you can borrow him as long as you promise to be back yeah, yeah we can share as long as the games aren't going on at the exact same time right ted um, williams you know he can be at a couple different places we can yeah. you guys mentioned ted williams um obviously not the ghost of sandy koufax but just sandy koufax's aura yes like a bunch of different babe the baby ruths obviously oh yeah oh yeah. yeah the baby ruths were part of the fundamental you know whole setup of this yeah um, i think you should you should we should post the picture of your shrine and the annotations to, to our website as well. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know you already put it on Twitter, but we should do like if any if we could figure out how to do the like, actually the annotated picture. I say this like I know what I'm talking about, but where you can actually like hover over the picture and it'll be like, do do do. Here's what it says. Um, I think that would be really fun. I don't know how to do that, but if we I don't can figure know how, how to do that. <laughs> Um, I think, you, I mean, you can do it in Photoshop, you can, but right. you could just do the more simple, like, uh, have the picture and have a bunch of arrows. Yeah. Uh, so it would be a lot of arrows. We'll, yeah, we'll figure something out. very, yeah. very detailed. Detailed setup. shrine. I, it's a know, really good thing that Grace doesn't have any cats. Yeah, I was going to say, I would make a shrine and then its karma would be knocked over by a certain sleeping kitty cat who is <laughs> podcast family. Um, but I, I do have my regular shrine with my bobbleheads and my signed mm -hmm. Joe Ross baseball, and I can add my, my rally towels to that. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the hardest thing to find, frankly, in this house of people allergic to cats was something to represent Mao eaters because there was just nothing. These people that I am staying with are not cat people. Not even like a figurine of a cat. There was no figurine of a cat. There was no magnet of a cat. I don't have no any of those in my house. I just have a you cat. You have a real cat. <laughs> oh, you've just never gone far enough down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so I have to be physically stopped. The mug. the mug has a picture of some cats, and it says cats against cat calling. Okay. Um, 
so that was the only cat thing we could find. Put it, put a can of Natty Bow in it, just like an mm -hmm. unopened can of Natty Bow, to represent his history, and then I think you've got sprinkle Old Bay over yeah. it. Yeah, we actually did find Old Bay. We were not sure if that was good or bad karma. Yeah, uh, it's very much good karma. And what do you mean you found it? Was well, it we hard? went to the spice cabinet looking for sage. Okay. Grace has lived here, like, most of her life, right? She, yeah. I mean, she doesn't have just a tin of Old Bay always. <laughs> what do you put on potatoes? <laughs> we found a potato. Oh, yeah, the tater was also awesome. Yes, yes. That was a Twitter suggestion, so I, I forget yeah. who that was. But That's the one to... we'll have to, and I will have to be kept on it to make sure it doesn't get all um, funky. That it doesn't start growing. <laughs> um, um, oh, Michael A. Tater. I believe in him. I believe he's going to come... Come he back. had some. I mean, he had some screaming hits. It was just yeah. right into people's gloves. Like in both games. Yeah. In both games. Like he also. The other thing is, it was it was clear that people were not running on him. Yes, because uh, you don't run on Michael A. No, you don't run on Michael A. And they finally learned this. But it was it was nice to watch. Obviously, he's incredible defensively, and we've always known that. Hold glove. Um, but particularly, there were a couple of very distinct moments of somebody was at first. <laughs> Michael A. had the ball in his hand and. Yeah, they looked at him and were like, move. nope. Never mind. <laughs> I'll go back now. Literally threw up a U-turn sign visibly on their face. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what? Oh, nope. oh. No. <laughs> so that was like, good. Like, Denard Spans Padawan is not someone to, to run on. No. Hmm. Oh, God, I oh, forgot um, that they... Oh, yeah, he had a baby. Yes. Speaking of Denard Span, can we just have, like, a quick Nats baby watch or former Nats baby watch sort of so the Spans had a baby on October 4th, whose name I believe is DJ and mm -hmm. is incredibly adorable. Um, I and then it was a very clean delivery that made it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like actually it was very difficult, but but it was just right place, right time. Looked Did he very optimize clean. the best route? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to the Span family. Oh, We're very yeah. happy for yeah. you. Oh no, he's, um, he's wonderful. We love him. And then the Barretts, I think, mm -hmm. just had a baby today. Okay. Um, so congratulations to Aaron and Kendall. And speaking of congratulations to Aaron, congratulations to the Doolittle Dolans. Yes. Um, I enjoy any wedding where it's, we had, we had the day off and we're bored. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and in a series of escalating pranks, you got married. <laughs> I, I very much appreciate that. And I, I'm sorry to, to people who like really like weddings. I very much appreciate that in the baseball culture of here's your big wedding. We saw Bryce's like massive wedding over the uh, off season. Like, I like that there's a couple that's just like, yeah, we're just going to go do it. Like, let's just no big deal in jeans. Let's go home now. Like I yeah. appreciated that about them. <laughs> and then yeah, she wore a very pretty white shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate his his later posting on Twitter, which was like married house married life, awesome, and it was just a picture of socks with sandals. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, you've gone full dad. Yep. Yep. Immediately. So some good news. Some good news to buffer all the rest of the good news in this in this trying of times. Yeah, I mean, they they were they were definitely good news. Um, the uh, sorry, speaking of dad things, I I did enjoy when uh someone was on first base and they were standing on first base like foot on first base and Geo threw over and didn't oh, yeah. tap them and I'm like that is a visual dad joke. Yeah, <laughs> I think it took like one very obvious step back like. Yeah. Like I'm in stepping distance. 
Yeah. Thank you. And Gio just decided to throw over, and Zim was like, all right, tap. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm like, it's Anything fine. Anything to keep you calm, Gio. Yeah, um, like, like, okay, okay, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we're over last night. I'm also yeah. not over. You, guess who got the W? Oliver Hi. Perez. I was going to we were talking, I, I mentioned that one of my favorite moments was Zim stealing a base. My other favorite moment was Ollie's two pitch, two out uh, inning. It was beautiful. Yeah. We waltzed. Well, so if people don't know, Oliver Perez's walk-up music is amazing. And it is actually a traditional song. Um, I looked it up. He uses a version that came out in 2010, um, but it's a much older song than that. So it's Mexico Lindo Izquierdo. Querido. Uh, Querido. Querido. I know. I'm just dyslexic. <laughs> I'm dyslexic in multiple languages, um, which is um, basically lovely and beloved Mexico. Um, and it's a, it's a really nice song. And the reason we are also mentioning it is Grace was behind some people who were picking on Oliver Perez um, the night music. before. Yeah. And the Matador music at Two Strikes, which we didn't hear. Because yeah. he was never at a two-strike count. Yeah, that's tonight. true. Yeah. Like last night, because it was just like, whoop, out, whoop, double play, let's go. I was, it was so nice. And always, I, uh, why of all the things would you pick on his music? Like, I, he has arguably the best walk-up, walking music of anybody, right? I love mm-hmm. his music. It's just, it's so good. And now Sid told me before the show what the words mean. Um and I was like, I didn't know that. That just makes the song even better. And I just don't know how you could like be like, that's that's terrible. When people walk up to, I mean, Warbly Jesus. Warbly Jesus. Like, um, <laughs> I do think it's interesting, you know, and obviously we all know why, but that there's all this stick to sports, blah, blah, blah. Don't talk about your personal beliefs. But the exception to that, as usual, seems to be Warbly expressing Jesus. your Christianity is completely fine. Just don't express anything else about your personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so, and I I don't I'm not against expressing sincerely held religious beliefs in ways that don't hurt other people. No, but I am against the idea that that's the only thing you're allowed to express. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like, so for for Oliver Perez, just the the walk-up music basically is. I was te- I was telling them it's basically it, it's similar to God bless America in its in its sort of tone but without God. It's basically Mexico is beautiful. Here are all of the sort of like places I want to be buried there. Um, you know, and, and essentially like I want to go home and I miss it. Would the better analogy be like America the beautiful, like from yes. the shining sea? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so yes, that's absolutely what it is. And so that's one of those things where you're like. You know, he, he clearly is very proud of his heritage. Um, MLB Mexico, which was a Twitter account, generally Spanish language Twitter account, you know, loves him. Loves him. Um, so if he if he does anything in the game, they post about it, which is wonderful. You guys should follow them on Twitter. But yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, really, you're gonna pick on that versus Jesus, take me to prom or whatever Daniel Murphy walks up to. <laughs> Sorry, I hate. I, I really. I don't mind sincerely held religious beliefs and I don't mind religious music at all. Um, like I, I actually like a lot of gospel music. I listen to the staple singers on a regular basis. That's bad music. Yeah. What he walks up to you is just bad because it is lyrically not interesting. This is not let the circle be unbroken. This is just some Jesus warble music. Like, well, the good news is yodeling, as I believe. Yes. But <laughs> we couldn't 
didn't hear the yodeling last night, though, because people were yelling too much. So I was very pleased. Um, And I am happy he got a single. Yes. Uh, I believe we were yelling, make Jen Rubenstein poor. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that would be sure to confuse most of the fans in the park that are not in the know. Everybody in front of us was confused. That that ship sailed. Yeah, Um, who cares? Do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think when they when I made Lara start chanting OBP for Rintone, that's when yeah. people were like, "What? What? <laughs> Who are these people? We're not sure. We're not gonna talk to them. They're gonna do what they're gonna do." By the way, do you want to use this since we just mentioned Jen to give us our queer fancy sets? Oh yes, hang yeah, on. Let's just integrate um, it. <laughs> so as I'm looking up the number, um, the playoff donation, as as some of you know. Jen likes to use national organizations for things that are more national. So like the all-star game, um, that sort of thing. So the donations for the playoffs are going to um, PFLAG, which the acronym historically stands for parents and friends of lesbians and gays. But I don't think they're that. I, I think they're sort of an organization that provides support, particularly for people whose close friends yeah. and family members need some help figuring out how to be best supportive um, within the entire spectrum of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, so I don't know that the acronym technically stands for anything. Kind of how the SAT doesn't stand for anything anymore. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and well, NAACP stopped going by what it's spelled out as yeah. a while right. ago. It's just like, okay, this is sometimes, sort of a legacy name. Sometimes things evolve. Yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, names in terms evolve. This is obviously we're going to continue to do good work. Yeah. Um, so and and also the total so far is a little bit confusing because Jen actually decided to start at 18 as instead of starting at zero because of our uh, esteemed congressman throwing out oh yes pitch for game one. How do you pronounce? Is it Scalise or Scalise? Scalise. Scalise. I so kept thinking you were saying Solis, and I was like, what? <laughs> Sammy, no. Yeah, no. Sammy's great. Sam, there's nothing wrong with Sammy. Um, but Scalise, for anyone not aware, is is quite actively anti-LGBT rights um, mm-hmm. in terms of policies and you know participating in conventions of organizations actively yeah. fighting against he- LGBT rights. Among other incredible, yeah, I was gonna say I, I understand why you're saying that in this context. He's yeah, against a lot why of this things. Is specifically relevant to queer fantasy stuff. Yes. Um, but and did he start at 18 because of of high? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So so because of Scalise, Jen decided not to start at zero and throw in extra money just right off the bat for that. Um, and Jen, being Jen, and I love Jen, um, started at 18 because that's a significant number in Judaism because it's the number that represents the word for life. Which, which is why you get random checks for $36 and, you know, $72. Um, <laughs> I it, didn't get anything for $72 at my above mitzvah. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if anyone ever has, like, a Jewish friend who gives you a check for a puzzling amount of money, if it's probably <laughs> a multiple of 18. Yes. Um, and it's generally considered, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not even a lucky number like that that's the traditional number that you that you give money by that's the traditional sort of it, it's a good number and it's saying that you want someone to essentially have a long and, and prosperous life yeah so jen wants p flag to have a long and prosperous life yes um and including both the 18 dollar initial amount and um through the end of game two um 
with Murphy's actual statistics factored in, we are at $19.57 thus far. Okay. Okay. So nationals, Daniel Murphy, make us poor. Yeah. <laughs> Bring that number up, please. I would like to lose a lot of money on this playoff series. <laughs> Um, the very loud Cubs fan on the train yesterday who was yelling basically in the ear of the slightly elderly woman I was sitting next to who could not have given less of a, a crap about him was like, I've on $70 at the Cubs and I bet on the Cubs last night. I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. But buddy, like congrats, congrats. I would like the opposite. Yeah. I would like I would to, like to donate that money to people. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. salty just because he was being he was being slightly rude on the train, but he wasn't actually even that rude. Um, he was just ruder than I would have liked. Shouting at people on a train is probably not the best thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I think we should all go around. I don't know. I think. We don't have to. We should go around and be like favorite stuff and or things we want to see happen in the next, next the rest of this series. In the rest of this series. I would be more comfortable with favorite things. Yeah. Favorite things. Okay. Yeah. Because we don't want to accidentally twitter ourselves to death. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know what I think. I'm sorry. I'm so spaced out still. Um, yeah. We're all pretty out of it. Um, yeah. But I would, I would like to start with one favorite thing, if I may. Please. Um, Defoe with the rally towel in the dugout last night. Yeah. That was really cute. I don't know and- how visible it was from where everybody else was or whether they showed it on TV, but he was seriously committed to that rally towel which i don't know if people typically do that in the playoffs and i don't really care um rally towels in the dugout are definitely are definitely good juju Mm -hmm. and i don't know if anybody else could see but uh somebody in the bullpen and i'm fairly positive it was brandon kinsler was also going absolutely nuts with not a rally towel but a gatorade towel in the bullpen nice it on the outside of the the fence and stuff i'm pretty sure i couldn't totally read the number but i'm pretty sure it was considered yeah i could um, see somebody but from where we were i couldn't tell who yeah. it was mm-hmm. my eyes are not um, well Marco, <laughs> i have to say has just been like a delight i just i love him so much i know dusty baker also loves him which which gives me like the mm-hmm. feels because i'm like usually when i love somebody like i love wilmer defoe um it's because like Somebody else doesn't love him. This is why I was joking about having a home for wayward Wilmers because I was like going to take <laughs> Wilmer Flores into into our house mm-hmm. um, and away from the, the New York Metropolitans. My husband <laughs> is is less keen on this plan, but like I, he just seems so good. Like he clearly loves the game of baseball. He works really hard. Like everyone comments on his work ethic and just like and he he's just so joyful. Yes. Um, and, and the whoop whoop fun police can basically suck, suck an egg. The one that Daniel <laughs> Murphy laid, like, <laughs> but like, you're just like, this is what it's supposed to be like. It is fun. <laughs> yeah. He just seems so happy all the time and like so dedicated and, oh, I can't wait to see him on the regular. Like, like yeah, like, like he's going to blossom. I, it's just going to, I mean, he, he really did this whole season with when Trey was out, it was just like, this is what we could be having all the time. And I can't wait for it, you know? Um, and we've been talking about like, if we have an infield that's Rendon, Trey and <laughs> Defoe, Zim can still be on first. Mm-hmm. Like no ball will get by them. <laughs> and they'll be so happy. It'll yeah. Be such a smiley infield. So 
maybe if if I have a favorite thing then, other than getting to see you guys. <laughs> yeah. Talk, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be sentimental. Um, it was after the last out, which was Rendon throwing over to Zim on a double play. Rendon went over and gave Zim a giant hug. Hmm. And I was like, oh, he has an emotion. <laughs> he has a, he, he's a hugger. Anthony yeah. Rendon is a hugger. Yeah. He has emotions when it comes to other people. Yeah, no, it's just he doesn't he doesn't say them in words. Um, yeah. But he just went over and just gave them a giant hug. And I was like, ah, uh, can I? I'm, I'm, I'm metaphorically hugging all of you because if I physically did that, <laughs> security would wrestle me to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually think I missed that. I, I was in like full standing and screaming and jumping mode right up until that. But then as soon as the game ended, I just felt like my strings were kind of cut and I just sort of. I think I sort of sat down and cried for a minute um, and then, you know, got up again and <laughs> started screaming again and hugged everybody and ate more of Sydney's hair. <laughs> it, it's a thing that happens. Yes. I'm not complaining. It, yeah. It's what happens. I mean, Just next time hug with your mouth closed. I can't yeah. scream with my mouth <laughs> closed. Uh, also, I would just say my hair is good luck. Okay. Yeah. Like, my, my, my hair is, is lovely and good luck. It is. It is and all big. of those things. Um, but yes, that was my favorite thing, was the giant Anthony Rendon hug. Um, after, I guess we didn't talk about it all, That the article that was like, Anthony Rendon has to learn how to talk. <laughs> oh, no, he does not. Oh, my God. Leave him alone. Um, it, was, it was a Chelsea Janes article. It was good. Um, but it was basically like, because he's so good, they're paying attention to him. Like, the media's paying attention mm -hmm. to him. And he hates communicating with the media and he apparently would just get angry with them and like put chairs in front of his stall and like do a bunch of stuff where I'm like really him but and I did talk about sort of sincerely held religious beliefs which fine because his walk-up music continues to be whatever yeah. and he talked I think a lot about in the article like not wanting to be a major league player and a jerk about it uh -huh. um, which again like if you want to give me more feels it's him being like, yeah, I go out, you know, I, I go and I now stay at like a nice Marriott and I feel like a jerk. Cause I'm like, oh, this isn't as nice as where I normally stay. And this is terrible. And like, you know, I, I should be more like grateful and I don't wash my own clothes. I don't make my own food. Like, mm. like he's very cognizant of how that, that as a lifestyle can change you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's his issue with, with talking to the media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, okay. I, I <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense and it makes me like him. Not that I couldn't, you know. I Not that you needed a reason. <laughs> Not that I needed a reason to like him more. But I, I do think the fact that that's something that he really clearly cares a lot about um, is very, very admirable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, keep, keeping, keeping yourself from getting too big for your britches is always an admirable quality. But you know what? Even if it wasn't, even if he was just like, I'm a shy person and I don't want to talk to people, even though I'm really good at the job that I do. Uh, we have this guy on the team named Steven Strasberg who people haven't been getting <laughs> in his case about it. Like he doesn't talk to people. He doesn't have emotions. I love that Dusty Baker is like, oh, he doesn't talk. Like not to the media, like to no, anyone. He, yeah. Like, like even if it wasn't some sort of like profound belief and like keeping his ego in check, like Tony just, if he's just introverted and kind of awkward, like that's okay. 
And like, the thing is, he's not. Yeah, between between yeah. the way people treat him and the way people treat treat Strauss, with Strauss, it just seems to be he is naturally quiet and stoic, and therefore people mm-hmm. don't try to get emotions out of him in the same way. I mean, they do in that it's sort of a game, like can we make Strasburg smile? But you don't right. expect it. Whereas with Tony, he seems so enthusiastic and outwardly emotional in certain scenarios that I think people want to get that in other scenarios where he may be less comfortable for better or for worse. Because once you see that he does it sometimes, you're like, oh, okay, like this is a demonstrative emotional person and you expect mm-hmm. that it's going to happen elsewhere. But it doesn't necessarily. No, it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that. I just think that's part of the difference yeah. between how yeah. they're perceived from the yeah. outside by people who don't know them personally. I definitely, you know, if Strauss walked by me on the street and I said, hi, Steven, you're great, and he kept walking and didn't look at me, I would be like, okay, that's Steven Strasberg. Right. If Tony did it, I, I would be understanding that I want to respect people's time and he doesn't know me anything, but it would, it would hurt me a little bit more. Well, and I think the issue is, like, he is outwardly talkative about things that are not him. Right. And right. so, like, um, I, I I saw the, the interview with him and then Trey Turner as the Tony, Ren, as the Tony Rendon translator. Mm-hmm. Like, he speaks English fine. This is the first time, or interpreter, technically, but they call it a translator in there. But, like, like this is the first time we've ever seen somebody who speaks fluent English need someone to talk for them. But, like, at the end, he starts talking about the Rockets because he, he loves the Houston Rockets and it was just like perfectly like normal. And so you're just like, Oh, this is, this is a slight pathology about talking about yourself. What are the Houston Rockets? Basketball. Basketball. I was going to say it's probably basketball. Yeah. He's, he's a huge basketball fan. Uh, I knew he was a basketball fan actually. Yeah. Um, and so this is just one of those things where you're like, maybe like specific media training or heck go see the director of mental conditioning to, to sort of work through this as an issue. I, I also do think that like Strauss and Zach Grenke can get away with being like a little robotic. They're because they're white pitchers. Yes. Um, and there's an expectation for a smiley Latino player to be more, more affable. Right. I guess that's why I'm saying like, maybe we should leave him alone. Like just because he doesn't like talking about himself. Doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with not, him. We don't have to. We don't have to make him talk about himself. There are plenty of people who are happy to talk about themselves. We can we can adjust how we interact with him to get the information that we you know. Just because we expect him to be emotive doesn't mean that we are entitled to that aspect of him his personality applied to himself. I guess is what I'm saying. True. Like, and to be fair, the typical interview questions about how did you feel when don't necessarily add a whole lot to the conversation yeah. because they're always very vague cliched answers because it's really hard to describe how you felt when. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and also it's easy to fall back on the media training of this, that, and the other thing. And if he knew, if he wants to process it by not talking about his own achievements, like if he started talking about all of his own achievements, the way people are asking him to, people will probably start saying he's acting really egotistical like Bryce Harper. You know what I that mean? That is probably true. Like, I, I I think it's a little unfair of a position to put him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn it if he when, did, you know. We don't when we don't really need him to t- like 
am I learning anything new or interesting by Tony Rendon saying, oh yeah, I hit three home runs today and it felt really good. Like, am I, uh, is that new information? No. (laughs) And that's, that's a good point. Like how much do I care about mouth words? Um, Not a whole lot. Like, Jason Worth's a good interview because Jason Worth is just like, shit, literally. I yeah. don't care. I'm going to say some stuff. I'm going to tease Dan Colco. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce is a good interview because Bryce is very, very, very well media trained. Yeah, and actually fairly knowledgeable if you get him on the right, with the right question. Yes, and we, and, you know, we talked about that during the All-Star game about yeah. like, oh yeah, he was just able to switch and, and sort of talk about these things and people are like, oh, maybe he has a future, you know, after a mm-hmm. long and storied career as a commentator and everyone's like, yeah, actually. Actually, we could see that. I don't think Anthony Rendon wants to do that. No, like, no. That's not his career trajectory. That's not where he's going. Um, and you're right. I don't learn anything about him in asking those questions. Absolutely. I just, because I love him and I loved him before it was cool. Um, I'm just, I'm saying. Um, I just want him to feel less weird about it and he's so clearly uncomfortable with it that it makes yeah. him feel like the team should do something to intervene to simply make him more comfortable yeah maybe yeah. just make him not feel so bad about himself when he does it yeah if and that's, so that's what, like yeah yeah okay and, i mean and, I, yeah i can well, I was just going to say, and the interview with Chelsea James was, I think, unusual because they probably do have a good positive relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, there, there, there are ways of training people to deal with the media so that they don't feel bad about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, or and, don't feel and, like they need to protect themselves, maybe. Yes. Um, and so, yes, like, does that mean that he's going to fall back on stock cliches and mouth words? Probably. But at the same time, if that makes him feel less put on the spot or less bad about himself or less like there's a conflict between his career and his faith, which is really what it seemed to boil down to in a lot of cases, like, just give him a skill set to do that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because just, yeah, just so he's, he's everything mentally is going good regardless of the outcome for us as fans yes yeah okay wow we (laughs) that took quite a turn but i'm glad i'm glad we talked about it um yeah i mean we all love tony we want tony to be yeah that that's what it boils down to yeah and he's he is the one who got us started last night so yay he hit the home run for sydney and for all of us and for all of us um I think yeah. we should start wrapping it up, though. Um, um, is there anything we missed that we wanted to talk about specifically? Lay off Strasburg. He pitched an amazing game. He didn't deserve the game one that he got. Game two was amazing. We all had... We laughed, we cried, we fell in love. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we did. We all had spiritual oh, experiences probably actually, boosted by the shrine. Yeah. Yes. Just really quickly, I wanted to say another thank you. I know I talked about this, I think, on the last episode. But the reason I'm here is because a number of incredibly, incredibly generous people on Twitter, many of whom had never even met me, helped kick in on my Venmo to get me a plane ticket. And this was a pretty incredible experience. And I loved the fact that I could be here, and I loved the fact that I could share this with you guys. Um, So just thank you again to those people who contributed in any way, whether it was a retweet or actual money or just saying, you know, yes, do this in the first place because we want you to come. That's been incredible, and I, I really, really love you guys. So thank you. 
And thank you from us for having her get here too. Yes. Yeah. So, it was yeah. an incredible game experience. Um, yeah. You know, I just, there's a reason we're all horse. There's a reason we all have like a, a feeling hangover. Oh God, so much. <laughs> I couldn't go to sleep last night. I oh, couldn't do it. I slept the sleep of the contented. Well, you needed it, but <laughs> like I got home and I was like, I am up still. <laughs> I think I cried in the shower and then oh, I went no. to sleep. It was good though. It was great. My hair is clean now. Yeah. All right. So, All right, why so don't we, we wrap it up so we can go eat bread? Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Oh God, I'm hungry. Yeah. All right, guys. I missed this at the beginning of the episode, but Twitter, follow us. Rest in Pitchface with no G. Website, restingpitchface.com. Restingpitchface.com. Go check it out. We've got links to a bunch of stuff, including our merch store where you can buy, if you didn't see us over the weekend and get a tfutfutfut pin, you can go buy a tfutfutfut pin for the rest of the playoffs. I have like a four shirt left, or a so tote if you happen to run into me. Laura has a few left. You know. Um, and I have a few left, so I'll, if I see anybody, I've got a couple. Um, but you can go buy that and more on our, our uh, Rusting Pitch Face store on Zazzle, linked on our website. Um, Email us. We put out a couple requests for pictures of horses that look like Geo, uh, things to add to the shrine. Uh, hmm. uh, hey, if you're going to do a shrine yourself, send us a, tweet us a picture of it. Oh, and yeah. We'll just we just get shrines going if you want to build one yourself. But send things like that to our, email, our Gmail, restingpitchface at gmail.com. And, ah, yes, iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, think about subscribing, please, and giving us a rating. All that stuff really helps us out a lot. Um, I think that's it. I think that covers it. So, yeah. Okay. Playoff stress continues, but we are going to make it through. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. N A T S, Nats, Nats, Nats. Woo! 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 <laughs> foo, foo, foo. Please come back, Tyler. Not the same since you went away We really miss your eyewear And the way you confuse batters at the plate There's a seat for you right next to Drew And we need you to pitch the aid Besides, there's no other team Uses chocolates as a celebrate